Welcome to Lessons in Leadership. I'm Steve Adubato with my colleague, Mary Gamba in green. It's not even St. Patrick's Day, but she's in green. She Did you know that green is my favorite color? Actually, 20 years in working with you, I had no idea. Yeah, I, I would say blue is your favorite color. Blue is and black. Okay. I'm just yeah. saying. Now we learn, um, the more you know. It <laughs> has nothing to do with leadership. It's just Mary and I know a lot about each other, but not about colors. Hey, Mary, uh, why don't we do this? We're about to listen to a fascinating conversation I had with three of the team members on our team, three of the youngest, uh, very talented young producers on our production team at the Caucus Educational Corporation, which um, none of them expected. But I thought, wouldn't it be interesting to talk to them about their view of leadership, their view of um, working in these challenging times during COVID-19. We're at the end of the summer of 2020 when we taped this. I wanted to let everyone know where they can find us and then who sponsors Lessons in Leadership. You got it. You can find us at stand-deliver.com. We have a lot of great free articles on our website and past editions of our video series. You could also follow Steve on Facebook at Steve Adubato, PhD. That's A-D-U-B-A-T-O, as well as on Twitter at Steve Adubato. We're on News 12 Plus, of course, every Sunday at 10 a.m. on Spotify, on Google Play, on Apple Podcasts. And a huge shout out to our sponsors who make this all possible. We've got Givens PC, Prager Metis, Valley Bank, the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 125, as well as our- No, 825. 825, what'd I say? That doesn't matter. Oh, I, just... I thought I said 825. And then the Downs Strategic Leadership Institute with our great friend, Larry Downs. Just want to confirm, I listen to everything Mary says. Yes. She'll I listen back. On a roll. Said, Did I say 125? She said 825. <laughs> but that's what colleagues do. They correct each other. We're here sometimes to support one private, another. Some, sometimes it's on the air. Uh, hey, Mary, listen. So set this up. We spoke to three of our young producers. We had actually a block of time in the middle of a taping, and this had been playing around in my mind. Kept thinking, wouldn't it be interesting? If we had three of our team members, we're big on something called the 360, which is 360 to me means you're in the middle, right? And 360 means all the way around you. And you're asking people around you for feedback. And Mary and I in our leadership coaching of different clients of all different, in all different industries ask, we say to our clients, ask the people all around you take three or four people and ask them, what are my two greatest strengths as a leader? But then the other question, Mary, tell everyone because it's, yeah. it's a much tougher question. Yeah, what are my two or three uh, greatest areas for improvement? We try not to use the word weaknesses, but where can I improve? So along those lines, uh, tell Mary everyone who we had. We had, we had Nicole, Erica, and yeah. Michaela, right? Yeah, absolutely. We had Nicole Swinnerton, Michaela Bass, and we had Erica Zummel on with, on with you, totally by surprise. And it's just a really fascinating interview. And to your credit, you did actually come right out and ask them a question that I don't think any of them expected, which was, what are your uh, greatest areas where you need to improve as a leader? Yeah, uh, I wanted to edit out what they said. <laughs> because <laughs> they did not I, hold back. In true leadership style, as you always say, you want people to tell you sometimes what's hard to hear. And, uh, and I thought you handled the truth very well. So, so in, in the movie, we've said this a hundred times, if you watch Lessons in Leadership, in the movie, A Few Good Men, Tom Cruise is interrogating 
uh, Jack Nicholson about a horrific murder that happened with one of the Marines, right? Yes. And uh, Santiago, right? Who ordered the code red? And then, you know, I don't remember exactly what um, was said by Jack Nicholson. And finally, you remember the great oh, yeah. quote from the movie, I want the truth. And, and the obvious follow-up is? Mm -hmm. You can't handle the truth. Well, I don't want to handle the truth, but the reality is if you ask a question, particularly if in an unedited broadcast like Lessons in Leadership, I ask, what could I and what do I need to get better at to help you be better? And they told me. So without further ado, you got uh, Michaela, Nicole, and Erica, three young, talented producers on our team, talking about leadership, talking about working during this very challenging time, and telling me what lessons in leadership I need to learn. Let's go to the clip. Steve Adubato here. One of the beauties, uh, one of the great things, beautiful things about producing remotely is that you're able to do things that would be otherwise difficult to do. Sure, we'd love to be in the studio. We're a not-for-profit production company. But since the 13th of March, 2020, we've had to be remote. We've had to do all kinds of things differently. And so one of the great things about it is that, is that necessity is in fact the mother of invention. So while this is uh, technically an uncut segment, a new series we created, we'll also potentially use it for our leadership series with Mary Gamba and I called Lessons in Leadership. So Michaela joins us, Nicole and Erica, you on camera right there? Let's, let's, let's go through this. So the reason I have the three of you is you are three leaders. Yep. Three leaders who came on board to be producers in public broadcasting with a not-for-profit production company. You had a job description. It said exactly what you were supposed to do. You read it. You did it by the book. Nicole, I happen to know you were a straight-A student at Seton Hall University. By the book. You follow the rules. And all of a sudden, I keep changing the rules. We keep changing the rules because the world's changing around us. And we create this series all called Uncut and everyone's doing 16 different things, there's a question here. How hard is that to respond to and deal with? It's definitely challenging. I would say that the, um, not only is, is the transition that we've experienced in work challenging, the day-to-day -day differences, working from home, not being in a studio, but we're also dealing with the entire world changing as well around us. So uh, learning how to respond to those changes on the technology front and then also on the content front um, figuring out what's the most important things to be covering right now. Uh, we haven't been talking to Broadway stars lately because we haven't, Broadway's not around. So like as an example, um, you know, we're, we've been changing the way that we're producing and changing uh, what we're talking about. And what's also interesting is before we go to Michaela and Erica is that the new series Think Tank that we started, I believe in 2019, am I right? Yep. Okay, so we started Think Tank to replace Caucus New Jersey. When we said Caucus New Jersey was going to go away and we're going to create this new series called Think Tank leading into the 2020 election, and we would look at public policy issues, not so much partisan politics, which you can find anywhere, people arguing constantly about or from their political ideological positions. What opportunity did that create for you to become the senior producer to step up to lead Think Tank? 
Yeah, it was a great opportunity. And um, I think that we've done a good job this past year of uh, learning how to create this whole new show and bringing in some really great people working with the um, NJTV team and um, everything has you know been really great. But then of course things change when you can't be around a round table together with a group of people. So, um, you know, it's still figuring out what's the important content, uh, still trying to cover the important policy decisions that are being made um, in New Jersey and on the national level. So. Um, hmm. I think, yeah, it, things change, but content stays the same. And by the way, for, uh, for background purposes, uh, Nicole, Erica, Michaela, they never signed on to be on camera reporters, producers, hosts. And in fact, um, for our think tank version on News 12 Plus, which is seen on Sunday mornings at 1030 uh, on News 12 Plus, and also Monday nights at? At 10, thank you. Nicole's on camera with me, introducing segments, offering commentary and analysis. Michaela, let me ask you, you and Erica are leading this new initiative called Uncut. Largely, these more timely interviews for social media that then get used later on on our public broadcasting or with our public broadcasting partners. When we said, hey, Michaela, Erica, we want you to step up and be the two leaders of this thing called Uncut which did not exist before COVID-19, your first thoughts? At first I thought it was crazy, but at the same time, <laughs> things are crazy right now. Um, so wait, hold on, wait, a month in, you still think it's crazy? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I would agree. You mean in a good way, right? <laughs> yes, definitely. I think just for this um, entire process and just with COVID and even with Uncut, everything's just kind of go with the flow. So like, just take take it as it comes to you. Um, and so with Uncut, yes, it was crazy, but at the same time, it's just a new thing that we're just gonna add on and just kind of go with it. And really, it's just been so successful, so it's okay. <laughs> well, what's it been like for you, before we go to Erica, what's it been like for you? You come on board, uh, you've been with us how long at the Caucus Educational Corporation? Two years. Don't say it seems like longer, don't go there. <laughs> um, so, and you're asked to now step up and to be a lead producer, um, but that wasn't your role. I often, and Mary Gamba and I say this all the time, that one of the things about leadership is that we're supposed to put people in positions that push them outside their comfort zone to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Give advice to people who say, no, I want to stay right where I am. This is where I'm good. Don't take me, in, don't make me play another position. What do you say? Um, I would say that you're never going to grow if you don't step out your comfort zone. You have to step out your comfort zone in order to move forward. If you stay in your comfort zone, everyone's just going to pass you. Like you have to, you have to do something that you're not comfortable with that is a little bit scary, a lot of bit scary, um, and just kind of run with it. Yeah. Erica, I remember when you signed on board to join us, your resume speaks for itself. It's very impressive. Uh, you've been very oh, creative and imaginative and innovative, innovative in the past. What it's been like, what has it been like for you to be with us as we move from a studio production to a remote production to be the co-leader, if you will, of Uncut with Michaela, what's it been like for you as a young leader? Yeah, it's been very interesting for me because it all happened very, very quickly. Um, I came on in November of 2019 and I was already at a studio taping within like two weeks of being in the office. And it was super cool. I mean, I loved it, but then obviously I got more involved in the tapings with guests and everything. And now that we're remote and from home, it's a totally different, it's like it did a 180 almost. Um, and then Uncut came into the picture and it's actually been really fun. And me and Michaela have been working together so well. Like we're always 
constantly IMing each other, like double checking that we have everything ready to go. And um, it's been really fun for us, I think, even though it has been crazy and like very just quick moving, it's been fun and I've enjoyed it and I'm having a great experience. Well, you know what's interesting about it is that we have terrific behind the scenes uh, folks who make our production happen. Elvin Badger, who is our director, who's absolutely the best, um, and Frank Brown on the audio side, and our, our son Nick, who is, uh, luckily we're taping this in the summer, he's had time to do some technical things on our end. But Uncut is produced, this, this segment's a little bit different because Elvin and Frank are with us, but normally we do that without a director, without an audio engineer. Michaela, you're shaking your head? Yes. <laughs> That's scary too. You did, your job description never said that you had to handle that. Right. No, definitely. It's um, definitely scary. But at the same time, again, it's just taking it as it comes, just going with the flow of things and just learning as we go. And your response to that, Erica? Yeah, it's been, like I said, it's been interesting and it has been challenging, but we're definitely in the groove of it now. And I'm really proud of us that we're able to do it with such a small team. One uh, piece of, one follow-up on this. Mary Gamba and I, by the way, check out Lessons in Leadership. It is uh, seen every Sunday morning on News 12 Plus. It's also on a whole range of digital platforms. Talk about innovative. That was an innovative initiative as well. Taking a concept of a book that I happen to write with a lot of help called Lessons in Leadership and then saying, hey, shouldn't it be a podcast on radio? And then, hey, wait a minute. What about if we did video? And then Mary Gamba is the co-anchor and executive producer. Trust me, 20 years ago, she didn't sign on for that. Even a year ago, she didn't sign on for that. But the thing I want to get to is Mary and I often talk about the need to give tough, direct, supportive, but sometimes hard to hear feedback. Nicole, we've talked about this a little bit in the past. How much of an adjustment has it been for you to receive? I mean, you know, I'm not the best at giving feedback. I can be not as diplomatic as I need to be at times. How tough has that been for you? Even when you're doing a great job, there's always something I'm nitpicking about. That's true. Stop laughing, Erica, I see you. <laughs> I would say that um, it's challenging to receive feedback that you don't, you don't expect. Of course, everybody is striving to do a perfect job at everything, but it, it's always gonna happen. There's always something you can improve on and you have to just learn to say, thank you for this feedback because it's the only way I'm going to continue improving. So while it's challenging to hear, I think everybody would agree with that. It's not, you don't wanna hear they're doing something incorrect. Um, but it's, it's just a way to improve uh, what you're doing, and it's something that we have to keep doing moving forward. And so it's not even what you're doing incorrect sometimes. It's just something you may have missed. It's something sure. that could be better, at least as I perceive it or as the other leaders in the organization perceive it. Michaela, let me ask you this in, in terms of following up on that. What about if a leader says, you know what? Because we do a lot of coaching, and we talk to people all the time, and there's a chapter in Lessons in Leadership that talks about this. There are some leaders that are so uncomfortable giving direct feedback because it makes, quote, the other person feel uncomfortable or they feel bad. I'm sitting there going, how the heck are we supposed to help people grow? You say? Um, I say that every leader is different. There is not one type of leader. And so, yes, it might make someone feel uncomfortable. At the same time, you just have to kind of adjust with them. Um, certain feedback um, is portrayed different ways and just received different ways based on what type of leader that is. So really it's just working together and figure out the best way to communicate um, in terms of teaching a leader and being a leader. All right, I'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. This is uncut, also potentially for our leadership show. So I'm gonna ask this question as we wrap this up. 
I keep giving feedback, but I also say that if you're a leader that wants to learn, you have to get feedback, you have to receive it, you have to be open to it. In a movie called A Few Good Men that all of you weren't, none of you were born when it was made with Tom Cruise. Stop, Nicole. I love that movie. Okay. Okay, <laughs> vintage, old school. I love except, it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I don't know the year. Check out the year, somebody, when it was made. But Jack Nicholson on the witness stand, Tom Cruise as a prosecutor on behalf of the military, and he keeps saying to, because there was a, a young guy who was frankly killed, uh, a, a soldier, and Cruz keeps saying as the attorney, I want the truth. And Erica, what is Nicholson saying to him back? You can't handle the truth. Well, I'm going to try to handle the truth right now. I'm not going to try to make this about, oh, thank you, Elvin. Thank you so much. By the way, Elvin, talk about multitasking. He's directing, but he also is in the chat room saying, 1992, thank you, my friend. Talk about a leader. That's Elvin. So, ready? I want some feedback. What is one thing I could do better and need to do better as a leader that would help each one of you be better and frankly create a more positive mood? And don't say, stop sending emails at weird time on the weekends about some nitpicky issue because I already know that. Erica, go first because I know you won't hold back. Um, wow, you're putting me on the spot here. That's um, the point of uncut and leadership. Uh I was actually going to say something along those lines, um, but not in on the oh, weekend. No, say it then. Go ahead. No, no. Tell, I think, tell, tell everyone what we're talking about. <laughs> no, I think it's maybe just sometimes like when things are sent or changed very, very late or early. That's the only thing is sometimes timing, but that's also like we've adapted to that, I think, in the situations when it happens. So, I, so you're saying... You know what's so interesting is I'm about to defend myself and say things change quickly. This particular interview was done because we had a gap in the taping schedule, wasn't planned, but I said, I feel it, I sense it, let's do it. And they're like, what are you doing? That's not on the schedule. Is that what you mean, Erica? Yeah, sometimes. Like, this is fine because obviously we're all here and we're prepared, well, sort of prepared for this. You're but, not prepared. Um, I didn't tell you we were doing this. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I'm glad I wasn't wearing, like, my pajamas, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think it would just be a timing thing sometimes. But like I said, okay. we've all adapted to that. And I think we're all really good at adapting to such last minute changes. Listen, don't, you don't have to just give straight, hard to hear, I can handle the truth. Michaela, you're up next. <laughs> um, I would say just trust us. Like, and know that we, we got it. Like, yes, you do like to <laughs> um, put your word in and say, oh, we have to do this now. Like, what's happening? Like, trust that we have already figured it out. And like, if we didn't then like we take your um feedback but at the same time like say there is a timing issue and that hey like there's this gap of time what are we going to do trust that we already have a process in place and um that we definitely accept what you're saying but know that like we're already on board with you i just want to be clear so you're saying trust that it will be done even if my instincts tell me prove it to me it's been done verify it's been done document it's been done but my instincts tell me i don't know that it's been done and you're saying trust us yes trust us Yep. <laughs> Europe, I got it. Uh, Nicole, you've been with us the longest, as young as you are. One piece of feedback that would help me be a better leader, and this isn't about me, it's really just an attempt to let folks know that it's, feedback is a two-way street. Go ahead, Nicole. Of course. I guess I would actually combine both of Erica and Michaela's feedback to say, um, taking a breath once in a while is okay. That's how I feel like we learned that. And if we have a couple minutes in a tape day to spare, it's not a big deal. I think that um, 
we are producing great content so much, so constantly, that if we have a little bit of downtime, it's not, and I don't mean it just that on tape day, but on a weekend or, you know what I mean, on vacation, things like that, that's okay. I think we can all use a break once in a while. Are you saying that the staff needs more vacation time? <laughs> no. no, 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 not at all. Just to chill on, sometimes. On our vacation time or on the weekends, it's all okay. It's all okay to, to, to relax a bit because we really do work super hard constantly, so. Okay, Elvin, I see. <laughs> so with this technology, the beauty of it is, Elvin Badger, our director, uh, who's making it all happen along with Frank Brown, is sending messages and he just wrote, Elvin's part of this conversation, he goes, hey Steve, Sundays are off. <laughs> We're not working Sundays. <laughs> well said, okay. Elvin, I will take that under advisement. I appreciate all the feedback. And uh, thank you to Nicole, to Michaela, to Erica, three terrific producers and leaders, not just of tomorrow, but leaders who are doing it every day who make what we do possible. Because sometimes people go, oh, yeah, Steve, I like that thing you did. Well, I realize that if you see me doing, there are so many other leaders and talented people behind the scenes actually making it happen. Well done, team. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. You got thank it. You. Back to Mary now. You see, so that's what happens when you ask team members exactly what you need to get better at as a leader. You need to be uh, careful what you, uh, what you ask for and what you wish for. If you put out a question out there and you've got these really talented young women, uh, yeah. So, you know, it's interesting how you mentioned that. Uh, we were actually in a Zoom meeting, a staff meeting just a couple of days ago, and I, <laughs> I started teasing them and they weren't sure I was teasing because at times when I need to, I can have a poker face. And I said, you know, it's really something how three of our youngest producers were telling me where I was failing as a leader and needed to be better. That took a lot of nerve on your part. And I was talking like that, and I saw Nicole, who is, you can catch us right after uh, Lessons in Leadership on Think Tank. She's, the, she's a terrific producer. She's the senior producer of Think Tank, and she's on the air with us as well. Did you see her face when I did that? Yeah. <laughs> It dropped and that you could just see like sweat and bullets. And that's one of the greatest things that I miss about being in person. Cause I'm sure at that point, if you would have said that to me at that point, my neck probably would have gotten red. I would have gotten a little bit clammy. And uh, so you do miss some of those subtle cues, but it, it wasn't so subtle in there. And then luckily you broke character and then let her know that you were just kidding. So by the way, I was just kidding. And I was actually proud of them for doing that, but saying what they did because Mary's right. Don't ask it if you don't want to hear the answer. I'll often, Ask my wife, Jennifer, what can I do to be a better husband? And then 15 minutes later, after she's still telling me, I'm like, wow, did I really want to ask that? Yeah. But that being said, Mary, what's curious to me is this. You said three young women. Do you think, and we've had this discussion before, gender-related communication, power relationships, men working for women, women working for men, side by side, et cetera. Do you think it's in any way more challenging or difficult in this day and age in 2020? For a woman, a younger woman, obviously, in this case, as you saw that interview, tell an older male leader what they think he is not doing as well as he should. Do you think it's harder in any way hmm. because of gender? That's really a fascinating question because part of me was about to say yes, that I think that it would be a lot harder. Uh, most of us, as we're growing up, you learn to see the, the gender differences when it comes to leadership and communication, but I really do believe that things have morphed and more women leaders nowadays 
I might tend to, there's a lot of women leaders in our orbit that I think I might be a little bit more fearful to go and give them the feedback because I am a woman. I know how uh, sensitive sometimes we could be and uh, our own insecurities. So maybe part of it, if it's at least telling it to a guy, you kind of feel like, oh, well, I could tell my boyfriend or my husband that I don't like the shirt he's wearing and it's, it's sort of okay. And, but when it's woman on, you know, to woman having that hard conversation. So I, I, I know I didn't answer the question exactly. No, you actually didn't. You, you, you're very political in that no, but, answer. But that's not Is that my, because you're you know, not sure? I'm not, I'm not sure on this one. You know me, I'll just say it and call it as it is. Right. And I think it depends on the person. It depends on the personality. And it depends on, honestly, uh, the trust and the, the level of time, I think, that someone's been at an organization. I think that just creating that culture in the organization where that type of feedback is welcome, which we do here. And I think that it, that definitely was key to the fact that they felt very comfortable giving you that feedback. One more quick follow-up here. So um, what's in, what, what is especially interesting to me is that we've had former team members who've told me what they thought uh, of a decision I was making. And we've talked about this on other shows, but I wasn't always convinced that they were coming from, and this is probably not the best thing to do on my part. If I didn't think they were coming from a place of how do we make the team better, as opposed to, I'm not gonna accept Steve's, I know, by the way, banging the desk, Elvin, doesn't help the picture, I know. Um, Elvin Badger, our director. But here's the point. I have this thing where if I don't think someone's coming from a place of wanting to be helpful as opposed to, I'm just going to challenge Steve's leadership. I don't respect Steve's leadership. I know better than he does. I will fight back. And I have. And it's been unhealthy. And you've seen it. And this felt different. Why? I think it's a couple of reasons. I think through the years, just your leadership style has become more open to others' feedback. Um, I think it's also the personality and the person who is giving. It is the messenger. And in this case, you can't talk about three more um, talented, committed individuals who truly want to do the right thing, who truly put in 110% in everything that they do. They do it with a smile. I've never once gone to any, any one of them and said, oh, I need your help with something and had them say no or, or, or roll their eyes or uh, sigh and make it seem like it was an inconvenience. And that is a true team player. And those types of people are really hard to find. Well, let me ask you this, to what degree, and we're only using what we did as a microcosm, sure. as a mini case study for any leader who wants to know how he or she can be better and asks those who work with them on a regular basis. Um, and what it takes to be open to that feedback, because I'm not going to lie. I, I would have loved if they said, you know, Steve, I, just, I mean, here are the five. I don't think I asked them what I did well. I don't think I did. But I would love it if they said, like, can't think of anything. That's not what happened. Here's my point. I wonder sometimes, as leaders, how much we actually truly want to be, if not loved, highly respected and liked and admired by people we work with. And if we think they don't, I don't, I know you said about women being sensitive. I'm surprised you don't think that men are just as if not more sensitive because I, I know, know I am. No. And I know that you are. And you and I have talked about that a lot in the past. And you'll in, say stop. You, it's like, thanks. I needed that. Cause you'll smack, you'll, you won't actually yeah. hit me. Um, you're like, Hey, listen, I'm not interested in that. You don't, no pity parties here. 
Exactly. And, and I think that's where, um, you know, you and I have each really taught a lot um, to one another over the years that this is a workplace. Yes, it does feel good to quote unquote be friends because you've often said like, oh, well, you know, you're not going to go back and give so-and-so feedback because all of you guys have camaraderie <laughs> and you're friends. And, and I can't tell you, you know, how many times I've had to go back and give very specific feedback. And it's great that we have such a great working relationship, uh, you included with everybody on the team. But at the end of the day, really the most important thing is the organization, the bottom line, and to make sure that you continue to instill in your people, hey, we're here to get a job done. And, it, you know, sure, you could have a cocktail hour on a Friday night or those types of things, but you are business colleagues before your friends. Uh, well said. Hey, Mary, listen, before I let everyone go, and, and I know this was a, a unique kind of thing, and I, I want to repeat something I said earlier. None of those producers who you saw earlier in this Lessons in Leadership program had any idea. It had been in the back of my mind, but I thought, if I tell them. Yeah, you thought, I'm not gonna tell them before we do it, I'm just gonna do it live. And to their credit, they really stepped up to the plate. But again, that just goes to show you really what great talented um, people they are. By the way, what happens when you tell people, by the way, next week, a week from now, we're gonna do this thing and I'm gonna ask you these questions. What happens to a lot of people? A lot of people get anxious, they start to overthink, they get worried, they lose sleep over it. And instead, if you realize it's just a conversation, it just makes it all that much easier. Mary and I have been saying that for years. Uh, by the way, Elvin, thank you for letting us know in the chat room, we have 30 seconds. Mary, uh, real quick, thank our sponsors and let's get yeah, out of here. Definitely, I'd love to thank Gibbons PC, Valley Bank, uh, Prager Metis, the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 825, and then of course, Larry Downs and the Downs Strategic Leadership Institute. That's Mary Gamba, I'm Steve Adubato. We have thank you so much for watching us on Lessons in Leadership. We'll catch you next time. This is Mary Gamba. If you want more leadership tips and tools, log on to stand-deliver.com. That's stand-deliver.com. This edition of Lessons in Leadership is brought to you by Gibbons PC, Prager Metis, Valley Bank, and the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 825.